Welcome back to Lucid Living. And if this is your first time, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to have you aboard. My name is Andrew Larkin. I'm an actor, model, performer, storyteller, and today I'm going to be your host, your guide for today's episode. Now, my friend, this episode is really going to be, I don't have any notes. This is going to be channeling. This is just going to be flowing because I have an experience and I'm just going to let it out, Doug. I'm going to let it out. So first, let's ground ourselves and do some deep intentional breathing. We're going to do one minute of deep breathing. Um, and then also, yeah, I want to give you guys some updates on what's going on recently in my life since I saw The Way of Water, which is what our episode's about. And it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. And the breath is something that I've been tapping into deeply. So we're going to explore that a little bit right here, right now. Now as we inhale, inhale through the nose. Expand the belly like a water balloon. It's diaphragmatic, bi diaphragmatic breathing. Breathing, diaphragmatic breathing. Ah, it's awesome. It's so good for you. And there's a whole science of, I'm reading the book called The Science of Breath. And diaphragmatic breathing is huge. So inhale through the nose. And as we inhale, expand the belly. When we expand the, expand the belly, we're expanding the diaphragm. That's diaphragmatic breathing. That's so good for you. Hold out the top, exhale out the mouth. Contract the belly back to your center. And flow at your own pace. Right? So we're going to start together with an inhale. And I want you to go at your own pace for one minute. Ready? Inhale in three, two, one. Inhale. Now go at your own pace. Find gratitude for this moment. It's the first day of winter, the winter solstice. The energies are changing. Listen to your body, feel into your body. Where are you holding tension? Where can we release it? Out with the tide, in with the tide. We all return to the water, to the way of water. <laughs> Alright, one final inhale through the nose. Nice and big, nice and big, nice and big. Hold it at the top. Now exhale it all out with a sigh. <laughs> exhale out that energy. Let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. Ah, shake, shake, shake. Shake, 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 shake the body, shake the body, shake the body. I reversed it. Let's move. Chi. Let it go, 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 let it go. Rise to the top. Namaste. Man, I really want to play just Avatar background music for this episode. It's so beautiful. Thank you guys for that practice. And as I mentioned earlier, the breath is something that has become very present in my life. After watching The Way of Water, I really got this hit to tap into the breath a little bit more. And it was interesting because before... I watched it. I ordered a bunch of books on thrift books, and one of them was Swami Rama's Swami Rama's The Breath, The Science of Breath, and that book got delivered to me the day after I had seen Avatar, and it was just divine timing. And I think I'd always been open to exploring. We've had episodes on talking about the breath. I've read books on the breath. I've done breathwork exercises. And it's a practice that I've been a little fleaky with. 
But every time I ground myself into the breath, whether that's a couple moments throughout the day or through a deep intentional, you know, 45 minute breathing exercise or 10 minute exercise, it gets me into a deep meditative state and it changes my energy and which can change my matter, my material, physical form. Also, I want to preface by saying that this episode is going to be very spiritual. <laughs> it's going to be a lot more spiritual than I've talked in the past because watching this film was a very spiritual experience for me. So open up doors to dive into breathwork. And that is something that came through to me. And I'm very excited to go on that journey. I'll keep you guys updated on how that goes. Another thing today, I'm recording on a Wednesday, which is the winter solstice. So I actually was introduced and I was able to do this beautiful guided ancestral healing ceremony this morning for the winter solstice. And it was an online community. There was about 12 other individuals. We held space. We meditated. We found our breath. We connected to our ancestors. We opened a channel for that. We had our notebooks out, got into breathing patterns, set an intention, asked a question, and received information. And we wrote that down in our journal and let it flow through us. That's what stream of conscious writing. It's a way to channel that information from the higher up into our physical reality. And that's how a lot of people get information. And it's funny because <laughs> my mom, after we saw it, she's like, no words. And she's like, Andrew, Ange, James Cameron's gotta be channeling. He's gotta be channeling, you know? There's no other explanation. And I listened to an, a podcast of him talking about where he got his information for Avatar, and it was through his dreams. He got that for Terminator, and he also, it came to him in his dreams for the first Avatar. And he said it came, it didn't come in a plot, it didn't come in story, it came in images, and he saw it, you know? And it's so beautiful. And I, I think there's just so much power in the ability to channel and i think that's something that i've been chasing a long time being able to connect with my guides to communicate with my guides but i realize i think they come through to me through when i get into a flow state whether that's writing whether that's driving whether that's exercising or walking or working i go through i have a lot of internal dialogue that flows in and out of me and i think that is a channel it's a bridge of communication happening because I get a lot of information and a lot of thoughts that randomly pop into my awareness and it begs the question are our thoughts our own or are they us channeling from a higher power I don't know but stream of conscious writing is very powerful so this morning I did that beautiful practice and, and then again we did a 15-minute meditation which was awesome there's something about doing meditations in a group because you're really sharing and connecting with the energies together and it's 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 a powerful experience you know i really recommend it so we're diving back into the spirituality it's funny because i mean the past couple of months i've been so focused on the physical and the mental part of my life you know improving my mindset and improving new skills working on my physical body in the gym and it's been a lot of the physical growth and i've kind of i'm not saying i've neglected but i've put off the spiritual growth and the spiritual side of things and it's like after I saw this movie it opened up a channel for me to tap back into my spiritual side and spirituality and a higher power and to be guided and um, it's awesome man it's awesome so I'm gonna take a little sip of water <clears throat> and see what comes through so if you guys haven't seen Avatar the Way of Water 
I highly recommend it. And I'm not going to give any spoilers, but I think that people, that, that you should, I think that anyone should see a film with zero expectations. I think it makes the movie going experience pure and fun because when you throw, it kind of goes with life. When you have expectations for things, you either meet them or you don't meet them and then that manipulates your experience. But when you have no expectations, you're just diving into the unknown. It's a beautiful, it's a risk, but there's so much space to be taken aback with awe and wonder and to be just like blown the fuck out of the water, you know? And those moments, the, again, the greatest moments in our, our lives, I feel like, especially for me, are in those states of the unknown where I didn't really have any expectations and life just presented itself in a really beautiful manner. So I highly recommend watching this film before listening to this. But again, I'm not going to give any crazy spoilers. I'm just going to give my personal... Actually, I might give a few... Watch it. Watch it. I recommend watching it. Me, I saw it with my mom, my little sister. We saw it in IMAX 3D. It was the absolute way to watch this film. Just a, a spectacle. And it's so beautiful. And I will start by... I've been getting into this habit of listening to a lot of critics. And because I want to learn more about the movie industry. And understanding kind of the jargon that critics use in dissecting films and breaking it down. And for this film... I don't think it was a perfect movie, a perfect film. A lot of I hear a lot of critics and ugh, critics so negative. <laughs> it kills me. But about the storyline and for this podcast episode, I am throwing away the critical minds. All of the technical stuff, all of the the story stuff, all of the little things that break down what makes a film a film, you know, a good film versus a bad film, a great film versus an average film. I'm throwing that all away. Because the only thing that matters when going through an experience like this, a film like this, is how did it make you feel? And I always find that interesting when going into a film, whether that's I'm on the creative and creating end of the film, or if I'm on the receiving end of the film. It's important to ask the question, what do we want our audiences to feel? What do we want our audiences to experience? What are we going in? Why do we want to see films? What do we want from this? And this film in particular, The Way of Water, is an experience and emotionally spiritually it opens something in you that very little film i don't think any film let alone experience can give you i'm talking like psychedelic journeys i'm talking breathwork exercises this was kind of paramount kind of in alignment with how going through a journey like that a radical shift of energy a radical shift of consciousness and it was three hours long. I loved every second of it. And by the end of it, this is one of those films where you walk in one person and you walk out a different. And it is, oh gosh. Find the words, Andrew, find the words. The first film touched in such a beautiful way because it dived into thematics that I just deeply connect with, let alone in 2009, it was absolutely revolutionary in what James, what Jim Cameron was doing with his technology. And now, 13 years later, it's even crazier, but the thematics of life and death and rebirth and connection with nature, connection with community. I listened to some people talk and they didn't enjoy the experience of the first Avatar or even the second Avatar. And we get so fine-tuned into the nitty-gritty of it. 
but I feel like you have to be in a true state of disconnection and disalignment to not receive it you know and it's interesting because I feel like I was in a different stage of my life it's kind of like my mom always says when you read a book the right books come to you at the right stages of your life you can read a book and you're at a certain developmental stage awareness stage spiritual stage and the book resonates with you at a level that maybe it wouldn't have resonated with you 10 years ago five years ago a month ago you know and I think when we're at different stages of our lives we receive information in very different ways so for me now I'm on this journey doing the work and tapped in spiritually to these messages that Jim Cameron is channeling from some incredibly higher power it is incredibly powerful and it's potent and it hits so home and I was listening I was even watching one of the documentaries he has this alien in the in the deep basically he created all this crazy submarine technology to go seven miles underwater the furthest like tied for one of the furthest any man woman has gone into the depths of the ocean and there is some incredible footage of these underwater creatures these alien-like creatures and I think that's where he gets some of his visions and his his information for creating this avatar movie because the creatures the light the life the movement the connection with earth the connection with all these these higher questions that we pose are all incorporated into his films and it's so powerful and one of his beautiful themes too is also earth and sustaining earth loving earth protecting earth right the earth doesn't need us mother earth doesn't need us we need her and right now man is really putting a dent onto the way that mother earth composes this insanely intrinsic beautiful unexplainable human experience it's unfathomable all of the mysteries and the questions and what's going on in the world and how everything is interconnected and it so is and oh my gosh I was I saw this response to the film where they were really saddened in their heart because Jim Cameron created this world that is so pure you know you don't have a nine to five you they have their own little ecosystems their own community their small tribes and yeah they're fighting the fight right but this community like this water tribe community the navi the way they live their life they're connected they're in tune with nature if they need food they work together to get it, they hunt it. They're so alive, they're so present, grounded, connected. The seeing the community and the life interplay and work out, it's, it was almost like you were on a psychedelic journey and then you come back down to earth and you start walking around and you realize how disconnected we all are. And it's like coming down from a trip, you know? And it's heartbreaking. I was I, I, I heard someone say that today and I was at Giant and I was getting a bunch of groceries for our holiday cookings and I started looking around at people, you know, reflecting on myself, feeling the energies and seeing just bodies sort of withering away, minds not present, not there. You know, we're afraid to look 
and connect with our neighbors. We're afraid to, these are all assumptions, right? But I, I see it every day. You know, our, our bodies are, are dissolving. They're, they're being destroyed. Our, our, our world around us isn't as vibrant. You know, we're not connected with the animals, not connected with nature, not connected with ourselves, our loved, like our loved ones. How well do we even know our loved ones? Do we ask questions to really connect with them? I see you, right? The Navi, I see you, I see through you, I see to you. There's a connection, a deep connection, you know, and then they take, you know, their hair and they connect with the earth and they're connected in such a deep, spiritual, beautiful way. And I believe that we can tap into that. I think we have the power too. But we're so disconnected. The bridge is so far away and so far apart. And it's heartbreaking, man. And I think that hit after I finished. So anyways, oh my gosh. It's just an emotional roller coaster ride. I had a few cries throughout the film that I I don't allow myself space to cry a lot. And it's such a beautiful moving experience when you're able to cry and it releases it's a release of energy it's a release of weight something powerful is moving you enough and it was the visuals it was these montages of connecting where they're going through and exploring and learning the ocean learning the way of the water and this is where they start talking about the breath and how we're all water and 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 where the breath comes from and how to practice breath holds and they're underwater for long periods of time. The actors had to hold their breath for five, six, seven minutes at a time to act out these scenes. And it's a different world underneath the, underneath the water. It's a different energy. It's a different ecosystem, right? With all of the coral and the fish and the animals. And so like there's the sonar location, echo location, right? There's energy happening, the flow, the tides. Mother Earth, you are just bathing in Mother Earth. It's so divine and so powerful. And I am just, after I watched that film, part of me wanted to do everything in my power to pursue acting, to be in one of these films, <laughs> film number four, number five, and that is, would be an absolute dream come true. And another part of me wanted to absolutely disassociate from reality and disappear and go to the islands and learn free diving and just be one with the earth and just find happiness in the presence of life and don't need a lot of money but life and I'm connected, you know, and I just wanted to go away and run away with the Navi, you know, and it just moved me and I just reflected and it hit me so deeply and again all the thematics and what a lot of men made men and, and, and quotas and, and it's all about money and power or doing to sea life and to creatures, you know. Jim Cameron is he's either vegetarian or he's vegan, but he's very passionate about you know, that life in that world and again, just the connection with Earth is so potent in this film and then along with beautiful visuals that take you out of reality and put you into a world is so powerful. And in this narrative, in The Way of Water, the narrative was really centered around family, which is so beautiful, so powerful. You could see inter, you know, micro, cosmic, um, 
dynamics happening within families that are very relatable, you know, even, and then you go off and they, and they try to find community with another tribe, and then you see how those interactions with young kids play out, and it's very relatable, you know, as we try to navigate our, our young lives, and it's, man, it's so incredible, and again, it, it had me reflect on my relationships in life, you know, with my family, with my friends, with my environment, with myself, with Mother Earth, and there are moments where, gosh, it's just, again, no words. It's hard to articulate, and I don't even want to articulate. I, I don't think words, I don't think the English dictionary can express the feelings that I felt during this. Dad, I don't know if you're listening to this. We'll have a conversation about this later if you are, but there was a moment, this is a spoiler, spoiler alert if you haven't seen the film, where the boy, the son, who is this outcast son, he's always doing wrong, he's always messing up, putting himself, his family in danger, you know, being young and reckless and fearless and no consequences, and which was an interesting shadow thing for myself because I wasn't really like that when I was younger, and I feel like I missed out on a lot of opportunities because I played it safe a lot in my life. So that was interesting. Again, a lot of journaling went down after this, <laughs> after this experience. But there was this moment where the boy finally did an act that was worthy of his father. And his father was Jake Sully, played by Sam Worthington, who is basically the father of three, four children. And he was also the tribe leader. So he had a lot on his plate. And you could see the weight kind of heavy on him as the way he interacted with his family and his kids and especially and just wanting to protect them as much as possible. And it could be hard on them. And when you get into the space of protection, 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 you can kind of lose sight of really seeing your children's wants and needs and, and really being there for them emotionally and all of that. And there was a moment where the father finally saw the son for who he is and how brave he is and how strong he is. <laughs> and the father, there's a moment, and this is at the end of the, end of the, end of the film, <clears throat> where my emotions are already peaking. And the cinematics are just beautiful, and the father just looks at the son and he says, I see you. I started crying so deeply, man. And I, I'll journal about that later again, Dad. If you're listening to this, we can chat about that because something went down there that, that hit pretty hard. But um, after this film, and then Sigourney Weaver, her character, true connection with Earth, just a pixie, just a fairy, just absolutely just divine. And I just, I, I wanted to escape, man. I don't know if that's healthy, like full escapism, but he created a world that I just wanted to, dive headfirst into so jim cameron you are channeling and doing some incredible things and i just admire his grits and just his story just hearing about the titanic and terminator and he's just constantly pushing constantly growing and evolving and pushing the limits and hitting the brink of you know absolute just failure where things could just blow up financially, but he keeps pushing. He's so strong-willed in his vision and who he is, and I just I admire it so deeply. And I am so excited to see what he has in store for the rest of these these films, man. They are potent and they are informational and they are important for us to receive. And it's interesting to see how other people receive this film. So for me, as the credits rolled, 
you know, trying to process it, but it wasn't even, it was just, it was wasted energy trying to process it at that time. It fundamentally, I remember I was like, did this just change my DNA as I was sitting there afterwards? Did my, my DNA change? And then I sat and I was like, no, 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 no. It was, it was my consciousness. My consciousness changed. This created an experience where it's like doing deep breath work. It's like doing deep meditation where I feel my energy shifting and I felt, I started visualizing, I started, oh my gosh, I can't explain it, man. I'm not even gonna try to explain it. But I sat in the car with my mom on the way back and I just didn't really wanna talk. <laughs> I just wanted to sit in silence. And we watched the movie at 1.35. And this was a pure, you know, back in the theaters experience where we had 20 minutes of previews and we saw the Oppenheimer preview and I which is only viewing in IMAX now I can see all the all the teasers and the trailers you know on IMDB but that was a pure thing where you can only see it in IMAX and it was an experience to just be there you know so it was awesome and but we saw it at 135 started at 2 we finished up at like 5 o'clock I got the rest of my day this was a Sunday and I went home I got home I had a bite to eat and but I wasn't super hungry I think the energy was just so high and so potent in that moment. And man, I just, I went into my room and I sat in stillness. I put on some binaural beats at my salt lamp. And I just meditated for a long time. I got my journal out and I started journaling. I started reflecting. I started just stream of conscious, just letting it flow, let it rip. And then I started doodling. I started drawing. I haven't drawn in so long, guys. I used to I used to draw so much when I was in high school, when I was in, in between classes, not even as much in college, but in high school when I would get bored in classes, I would just start doodling and making shapes. And it was always a very intimate and expressive form of art and creativity for me because I always loved the way that they turned out. And I missed that. I haven't tapped into that in so long, just creating symbols, creating shapes, geometry, and just connecting them and coloring them in, shading them. And, and I did that, man. And I just, there was something about this film that tapped me into this wonder, this vibrancy, this creativity that I had been, I think, shut off for a while. And it's fascinating how an experience like this can open up a channel to allow you to get into that space to start to create like that. You know, it's so powerful, dude. And I slept, I've, I, I knocked out at like 8.30, 9 o'clock. And it's just, it was like three, four hours of me having to come down from that energy, from that vibrant experience, because it was an experience. And it was just, it was a full-on spiritual experience, guys. That's all I can say. And go in there, no expectations, and just sit back and enjoy it, receive it, listen to it, connect with it, dream, man. I wanted, it, it opened up this dream space for me where I just wanted to dream. I wanted to, you know, kind of, again, it, I don't know if escapism is a healthy thing, but... I wanted to go. I wanted to find my tribe. 
I wanted to freaking hit up Jim Cameron and <laughs> ask if he's casting for the next film, you know. But I know they're already they've casted like they've they've shot like ninety five percent coverage of the third film and a good chunk of the the fourth film, I think. I think they're still casting for the fourth and the fifth one though. So we'll see. We'll see you guys. But the information just came through and after that experience I've started to really integrate a night routine where I really want to start tapping more into my meditations, more into my breath, into visualization, and make my night routine sacred so I can go into my dream state, intentional, enthusiastic, positive, and really start creating and exploring and opening up a channel to receive and to manifest as well. Because we are in a, you know, this is the winter solstice, the energies are changing. We are entering a new phase. We're about to end this calendar year and start a new beginning. And I want to do it right. I want to set the intentions. I'm within, like, my plans. Mm, I want to be open to receiving whatever comes, but I want to set goals too. I want to be specific. I want to grow. And I think 2023 is going to be a big growth year. And there's going to be a big change in transformation in scenery in community, uh, in comfort comfortability, comfortability, and I'm excited for it, and it's terrifying, but it's awesome, and this, <sighs> the way of water connected me back to my roots, connected me back to my spirit self, my soul self, <sighs> back to my physical body with my breath, my meditations, and I want, it's just, it's, it was a great reminder and a kickstarter to tap back into that because I think it is very important. And I think I've been a little out of tune for a little bit now. So it was just, it was such a beautiful experience. And it's interesting because I want to I wanna go right back and rewatch that film and go back into the theaters. But I kind of want to give it some time. Ah, oh, gosh, man. I want to get more... <laughs> it allowed me to get more comfortable with silence because... It was an energy thing, and sometimes silence is so uncomfortable for us, it's uncomfortable for me. But after that film, silence was the most beautiful thing ever. <laughs> uh, beautiful. Alright, well, that's that's what came through, guys. A lot of information came through. There's a lot of channeling being going on. There's a lot of information through film, which is why, again, I'm so stoked to be a part of the film industry and to dive into it and to tell stories. And I don't know what scale I'll be doing it on, but that kind of storytelling. And just from an acting perspective, it's such a pure form. It's like theater, you know? They're just really acting it out, but they have cameras all over themselves and all around the scenes. But it's a truly intimate experience, I think, that you don't get a lot as a film actor for a lot of you know, traditional filmmaking. So it's just, it's really awesome, guys. It's really awesome. And I'm so grateful and blessed to be alive, to share this human experience. Oh, I also forgot, guys, but we had the screening for my, my, my homie Bilal's NYU first-year grad student short film, and it turned out awesome. It was really great, and it was really cool being around other film students and seeing their work. We saw about 30 or 20 to 30 films, 40-minute, 60-millimeter shorts, black and white, some of them, and it was just, there's a lot of talent and a lot of diversity, which is so exciting. 
to see, and I'm excited to see where the film industry moves with the technology that's being made, man. Again, following Jim Cameron, watching his documentary, that man is pushing the envelope of what is capable and what can be done through this medium. So I'm just blessed to be a part of this life experience. I'm, I still have a deep, deep longing of connection, deep longing to find that tribe because it breaks my heart. <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> Again, it was such a come down seeing, again, I know, and I know it's fiction, right? I know that it's a film and it's an escape, but there's got to be ways where we can incorporate this kind of community and this kind of connection into our everyday lives, man. And I've done elements of it. I've done bits and pieces of it. I wasn't living fully, truly, deeply in that environment for long periods of time, but I've done a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And it feels awesome. It feels so fucking good. So rad. So wholesome. And the world is so sick now. And I think it can be healed. Community. Mother Earth. Grounding. Sleeping. Nutrition. Movement. Breath. Purpose, vitality, connection, community. It's all interconnected. We are all interconnected. Ah, <sighs> thank you. All right. That's all I got for today. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, thank you. If you guys are vibing this, if you're digging this, like, comment, rate, subscribe, review, tell your friends, tell your family. You guys can follow me on Instagram, at Larkin underscore Andrew. I also want to start incorporating on my Instagram I want to bring more fun to it. I've kind of, I think, gotten more into promoting acting and professionality and all that stuff to look good, to create a good feed because it's like a resume. But I haven't posted a lot of goofy fun stuff like I usually do besides my Philosophy Fridays. So I want to utilize that a little bit more. Again, bring more joy, wonder, curiosity into my life. Bring that kid-like energy, which I freaking got from watching this film, man. So thank you guys. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the love. As always, small act of kindness <clears throat> for you, for others. Makes the world go round. We need it now more than ever. <sighs> hug a loved one. Give him a nice bear hug. We don't know how long we got him for. And human touch is so healing. High five yourself because you are beautiful. You are deserving. You are enough. You are love and light. Articulate, beautiful, strong and brave, unique and gifted. You are enough. You are enough. And always, always, always strive to live a lucid life. This is Andrew Larkin. One love.